0: two off-the-shelf reviews I don't give a fuck about your war and I'm Gary and today we're going to review and discuss Escape from New York which released in 1981 written by John Carpenter and Nick Castle and directed by John Carpenter. Ian why don't you give us the synopsis? Well the story follows Kurt motherfucking Russell playing
1: Snake Pliskin snake has been sent to new york city maximum security prison in 1997 but while also there the president of the united states has crashed his plane into the city and has been captured by the duke played by isaac hayes it's down to snake to get in there get the president and get out within 24 hours oh snake blisking in my camp Wait, till I tell Eddie? Hey, hang
0: on, Snake. So John Carpenter actually finished this script before he'd even shot Halloween, mm-hmm. and he shopped this script around. But every studio just went, mm, mm. No, it's too violent. Mm. Uh, we don't, we don't want to. We don't want to fund this or finance this or so help you make this. Lo and behold, obviously a few years later, with the huge success of Halloween, yep. it was like, Hey, John, what was that film you wanted to make? <laughs> Here's your money. Yeah. Go, go right ahead. And uh, and they were like, but you must have you must cast these leading men in your role. Yeah. And John Garber was like, no, these are all old actors. Like I d- I don't want Chuck Norris. Yep. Yep. You know I d- I don't want Clint Eastwood. Charles yep. Bronson. I don't want Charles Bronson. Yep. Uh, I want to work with the guy that I worked with on Elvis a few years ago. <laughs> and at this point, Kurt Russell was like, I really want to be in your film, John garbage Yes. Because I want to break away. From all the Disney movies that I've been in, in yep. all of my early career. If I don't break that mould, I'm going to be playing these sort of characters forever. Yeah. So, the studio was reluctant, but they you know, they took a chance on him. And, well, Kurt Russell just got instantly <laughs> iconic in yes. the 80s action genre.
1: <laughs> Man, this movie. Like, I don't even think I need to be here today. Gary could probably just do this. I could probably just put a sign here that says, Great where I am and that's it like this movie has been with me for uh, 40 years like well 35 because like I was I was a kid when I saw it you know I was real young my mum's you know left me in front of the TV late one night and then this film review on BBC2 just comes up and he starts talking about this film directed by John Carpenter and I remember that he was he was underneath this New York bridge you know, and he's talking about how he's used as a backlot, and he's talking about the city. And for some reason, as a kid, you just back in the eighties, you just watched everything, didn't you? Just interested you. And as soon as it ended, it was like five ten minutes long. As soon as it ended, the film started, the music kicked in, and I was hooked. I was hooked on it. I was hooked on John Carpenter. Like it, I, I suppose I saw this, didn't realize who he was. Then you know, a few years later, I think I caught the thing. You know, or Big Trouble in Little China and then I start putting one on one together. Oh, he does Halloween, oh I need to watch Halloween and oh he did In the Mouth of Madness? Oh I need to watch that. Oh did Vampires? Oh fuck <laughs> I'll fucking take that. Oh he did this film called The War that nobody ever I'll fucking watch that shit too, John. Just bring him over. and it just all boils back to this movie.
0: It does. It's absolutely iconic. From the the Statue of Liberty head on the poster, yes. To, I mean, it, it's a bit like schlocky eighties machismo, you know, <laughs> yeah, dude yeah, on yeah. the cover with a gun. But yeah, when the film starts and the score hits in, you know, it's very minimalist, of course, as John Carpenter synthesizes. Yes. But it builds and builds and builds as we have Jamie Lee Curtis narrating this intro to us, explaining how the crime percentages rose astronomically in the late 80s. Yeah. And that by the future of 1997, which is now... Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of New York has been walled off and has become the country's maximum security prison, where once you go in... You don't come back out, and we watch as the this this presidential Air Force One plane gets overtaken by by terrorists. As yeah. They're flying over New York, and uh, they uh, they manage to evacuate Donald Pleasance, who's playing the uh, president. Of course, John Carpenter likes to reuse all of his actors and, when
1: he can. Yeah, and that that's that's the thing. That's what always made me kind of jump back because you you start seeing familiar faces. Every now and again, you get yes, somebody who really outshines everybody else. You know, like they're a major star. And then every now and again, you get, like, Buck Flowers.
0: Oh, buck you lion. know,
1: or, like I said, Jamie Lee. I, like, like, I loved Lee Van Cleef in this. You know, for me, what like I, like, I, like I said, I was a fucking kid when I saw this. So, to me, when I watched this movie, New York was a fucking prison. I didn't know no better. I'd never been there. You know, Seven was the future. Like, this was pre-Metal Gear Solid for me. Hideo Kojima was watching this film as well, going, oh, i got an idea for a game, you know. And it's just, everything boils down. And like we said, like, Lee Van Cleef, he's walking
0: around, like, New uh, Liberty Sea Island. Small confession to make. Yeah. I mean, like, first time watching it, I thought that was John Carpenter.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, in
0: fairness, he is in this film <laughs> right, at he one point. Yeah. Um, but I think we got, what, Charles
1: Cyphers, I think he is, who, you know, who obviously alerts Lee Van Cleef that the, the plane is going on, but just everything just... Looks amazing. We've got Tom Atkins, you know, yeah. you know, reporting about two prisoners who've just tried to you know, swim across the river on a little makeshift raft and this helicopter just comes along, blasts them and, and flies off. This is the future. They, the police don't give a fuck.
0: Right. You know, they're
1: <laughs> encamped on a, as a fucking army, you know. But yeah, the Donald Pleasant's in the plane gets put inside that little egg shape
0: <laughs> It is for me. It, it is the most ridiculous thing in the film. Yeah, but it looks so comfy. It, went, it, looked, like, it looks small. <laughs>
1: this, this is like the millionth time I've ever seen this movie. And this time I actually just imagined Donald Pleasance inside this pod, like swirling around, like, holy shit! Hit building after <laughs> building and crash it down. <laughs> Tracking
0: Air Force One. It's down. It's escape pod. And uh, we do actually get to that spot where the egg has crashed into the city where the, the rescue team have helicoptered in. Yeah. And Cleef's in there and he's basically just looking at it. And he's like, he's gone. Yeah. And uh, they end up getting approached by this gang member. Yeah. This like sonic haircut. <laughs> yeah. Frank Doubleday
1: playing Romero. I like, I always thought that was Michael Bean. <laughs> you know? Very
0: similar face and voice. Yeah. But
1: it's the guy from Assault and Precinct 13 who ends up shooting the kid, which is like, you know, another iconic John Carpenter just moment there and the way he just breaks it down to Lee Van Cleef like he's in control you know you touch me he dies He's not in a plane in 30 seconds he dies you come back in he dies
0: he reveals the president's severed
1: finger doesn't he with yeah. the ring to make sure they know that it's real it's real yeah and so Lee Van Cleef just, Hawk just gets his guys out jumps in a the helicopter they, they fly off and we'd already kind of seen uh, Snake Plissken get walked into the prison as kind of get told to stop and now we've got hawk lee van Cleef's character coming up with the idea of sitting pliskin down and discussing this mission
0: oh my god it's probably my oh, favorite scene in the whole film because yeah. the acting here is really good and we it's our first real introduction to snake because we've seen like bits of him almost like pov is we, we we follow him through the, the maximum security system yeah. before he's eventually halted for some reason. And now he's pulled in. And uh, they, he explains, like, the president's gone missing. And he's just like, president or what? Yeah. <laughs> like, no Fs given. No no I'm making you an offer. Bullshit. Straight, just like I said. I'll think about it. No time. Give me an answer. Get a new president.
1: <laughs> he's He's already going into the prison. Why should he give a fuck about going in? you know rescuing a president who he doesn't care about who's done this stuff anyway like it's just like this movie's only an hour and a half long which is so amazing that this iconic fucking brilliant fucking take on the future dystopian that we always believed we were kind of heading to is so condensed into just these guys discussing about a world that you you know like, if you've seen Terminator, if you've seen any of the 80s crazy, you know, radioactive horror war movies they made, these two guys are talking about some shit that's gone down. They've both been in hell. They've seen it. But one guy, Lee Van Cleef, has done pretty well for himself, probably standing on the backs of traitors and shit. Because, like, this is the good, the bad, and the ugly we're talking about right. here. Right, yeah. And then we've got Kurt Russell, the anti-hero, Snake Pliskin, who...
0: Well, we find out like he's definitely a war hero. He's like two times the Purple Heart and and all these other things, but for whatever reason has ended up gone to rob a state bank and, and got caught somehow. Because we find out throughout the course of the film that Snake... He's pretty famous. Yeah. Like in in all walks of life it's like what well, what did he do? Like how decorated was this person? How far has he fallen from grace? What shit has he seen <laughs> to make him the way he is today? Yeah. Uh, and of course Kurt Russell said he you know he's based the Snake Plissken performance on Clint Eastwood's like collection of characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it really really comes across really strongly in this scene. Yeah. I told you it wasn't a fluke
1: tell me snake and he they they get him ready they 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 offer him the pardon don't they like we'll we'll let you free you know if you get the president you you know gotta get in there there's this this summit going on he was carrying this tape you know and it's it's so iconic carpenter as well like all the carpenter movies you always watch you always kind of he works really well with low budget guerrilla style you know throwing some stuff so when you see the table of weapons all right, yeah, okay. It's not fucking X Vin Diesel. You know, we're not talking about the Fast and the Furious. Just looking at a wall of guns, like with Neo fucking flying down in CGI. But it's just
0: big, bulky equipment. <laughs> yes. It's like here's here's the motion tracker, and it's like. <laughs> <"Pong."> <laughs> Wow,
1: but but yeah, but this is like what we're talking. Eighty-one. So when they talk about, we'll we'll catch you on radar.
0: You know, we have to turn it on and off again. Bulky props. There's a phone or radio that he uses at the end (laughs) of the film. He's like two hands to hold it. It's like, oh my god. Hey, that was standard army equipment (laughs) back in the fucking eighties. You know,
1: and that's what i feel like gives it some finesse because this was the future at one point so even when he's walking over to the glider and he's getting ready to glide and this, you know it's not cgi of him flying into the city you know that's kurt russell sat in front of a green light <laughs> while they've got their like This is first standard computer technology imagery coming up on the camera.
0: Actually, it's none of it is actually computer generated imagery at all. Really? Because they couldn't afford that. That's That's way too expensive. Yeah. So they did an amazing job recreating the New York City sort of set. Yes. Uh, A lot of it is a model. Which would eventually be repainted and reused in Blade Runner, like the very next year. Yeah. Uh, But in order to get some of that imagery, like um, uh, uh, on the computer screens, they took a model city and painted it all entirely black and went in there with bright tape. Yes. And gave it the skeletal sort of structure. That's right. And then put the camera through it, and it then looks like it's like an old digital monitor. Yeah. And that's like, like, very cheap effect, but it looks really good when it's coming out on a monitor in, in all of the, the film scenes. With the the pacing's just
1: keeping you going. You don't you you're, you're not even looking into the background. You want to, but Snake's just in the glider. The music's keeping you going. It's so gentle. You know, you got Lee Van Cleve calling him through, like, what are you doing? I'm playing myself. I'm going in. <laughs> the fact that he's got bombs in his neck. <laughs> like you don't ever have to see it. They just yeah. inject him with this stuff and the way that Snake reacts. And he's like, what the fuck did you do to me? And they have got these tiny bombs in your neck, Snake. And as they start to erode, you know, the the cores will come and then they'll just pop. And blow your arteries out. Just a yeah. tiny
0: little explosion that will kill you slowly. But Snake's already lost his temper <laughs> at this point. Yeah, man. Um, But, uh, you yeah, know, he's got no choice now but to go and do this job. And time is running out. Yeah. And, yeah, him landing on top of the trade centres.
1: Oh, man. So that's I,
0: great. You know, that's a bit
1: touch and go now, obviously. But I still always loved that imagery from when I was a kid. Like, oh, there's these two giant buildings in New York City. You know, that wasn't a fantasy then. They were were real, but they were utilised, what? He has to um, take the elevator down to the floor of 50, and then he's got to walk all the rest of the way down. So, obviously, people have tried to use it as, like... That kind of is a bit of the problem with the movie, is that the scale of the city doesn't have the population. You know, we do see large groups of people, but they're not really in the thousands, so... You get the haunting feeling as Snake starts walking down the floors so that
0: he is being watched. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's to be fair. Like this film creates a really great sense of atmosphere and yes. dread, and it's very moody with like Dean Cundy's brilliant wide shots. Mm-hmm. We find out that being out at night in this prison city oh, yeah, is the worst idea. Being anywhere in this prison so, city. So, <laughs> I mean, of course, for the bulk of the film, it takes place at night. So yeah. you can imagine most people would try to be trying to keep themselves safe and instead of going outside because when we do follow him around, you know. There's a moment where he just like sits in the chair in this empty city space, just like, "What? Where do I even start now? Like, where do I even go?" That's it. And, like, this is East St. Louis, Illinois, that they actually filmed That's him right. because
1: obviously they couldn't film in New York City, but they managed to get to Illinois, and it just turned out that there had been a giant fire, like five years before, which had destroyed buildings for blocks, and so they were able just to, at nighttime just get. All these great atmospheric shots for Snake Plissken to establish himself. And I, I feel it. Like, you you would feel it if you're into the movie that he's there in the seat. Like you said, he has no idea where to go. He's, he's got the tracker for the president's bar. But when he follows that, he gets into the theatre. And this is where he meets Cabby, played by Ernest Borgnine. He doesn't
0: necessarily... Well, yeah, he does meet him, but he doesn't stay, stay there very long, Yeah, Yeah, he? no, Snake doesn't need him. But, he, you know... You know, Cabby's just like, hey, you're Snake Plissken, I know
1: you. And you're like, and like Gary said, like, you're like, oh, he's famous. How do people know him? He's got a gun. You know, he's got real cigarettes. And as he's making his way down into the basement, you get that really haunting feeling, like I said, that there's people watching, or he really shouldn't be going down here. But fuck it, it's Snake Plissken.
0: Yeah, I mean, he stumbles across like three men just pushing around this woman, stripping her down. Yeah. And he, Snake's just like, it's not my problem. No. Nope. He just carries on. You're just like, Man, this world is rough. Like, there's no one coming to save anybody in this prison. Yeah. Uh, No guards whatsoever. But eventually we hear some punching sound effects. (laughs) And he eventually wanders into this room and we just see this big figure punching somebody. And Snake checks his tracker and he's like, that's got to be the president. He knocks this guy out. I knew, I knew when I got this, I'd be the president. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. President... I'm the president. Sure, I'm the president.
1: I I, I knew when I I got this thing, I'd be president.
0: It's a great comedic scene. It really is. I mean, Buck (laughs) Flower is just excellent uh, in this small role. And he's just like, yeah, I knew I'd be president one day if I got this. It was just laying around. I put it on. And And Snake just smashes it in the wall. So we cut back to those in the office and they're just like, oh my God, (laughs) the president's dead. (laughs) And then like
1: after this, yes, you know snake he, he does have his moment with the like the, the night crazies you know he's gone outside into the city he doesn't know what the fuck to do he sits down and he's watching these guys come around bang open the sewer lids and he, he as he sees these group of people kind of scour the, the street he ends up in the, the the chock full of nuts um where he meets like i, I did find this out from from another um, person that it was it, his, then his, his, his then wife his then wife you know he's got a thing for a blonde Kurt Russell. You can tell, and uh, she gets pulled away. I mean, such an iconic. I think shot. she also
0: played Priscilla in Elvis as ah, well. So yeah.
1: nice, um, but she gets yeah she gets pulled away. So you know wherever she's gone, that's that's bad. That's that's her dead. And and Snake is chased out of the chock full of nuts. Heads up into this building. He's using his machine gun, you know, to take a few of the guys out. Blows a guy's hand off. Why he needs that giant scope?
0: I don't know. I have no
1: idea what he was ever gonna need it or to use it's it for. Always a it bit... looks cool. It does
0: look cool, <laughs> but it's—it's. I mean, a lot of the action in this film is very restrained. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. they didn't really have the budget to have like huge firefights or lots of squib explosions. Yeah, or they or, but... or had massive, huge stunts. They got Kurt Russell
1: jumping around doing stuff.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, they literally get him to shoot through this wall, and he jumps through it. And when you see the thickness of that wall, I was like, Kurt snake you probably could have just pushed out that, that wall hey, over 10 year old me was like man he jumped
1: through a fucking wall man but yeah as i got <laughs> older i'm like I, mean, I saw it on the cin- i saw it on the big screen in the cinema and yeah 4k resolution does nothing to that wall
0: no it <laughs> makes it look even thinner <laughs> Uh, but uh, as he as he's racing to get away Cabby pulls up Just at the end of the alleyway yeah. And is like Snake get in Oh man Ernest Borgnine no. Then just rides him away Playing the same music He was listening to In the theatre <laughs> Like he's Like
1: Is that guy Always that good Ernest Borgnine Oh you yeah know, He's just He just makes every role So fun Like Airwolf The Wild Bunch Fucking Poseidon it, Adventure Poseidon Adventure Yeah You know And Cabby you know, he's like, Snake Plissken in my cab. Oh, you wait until I tell Eddie it's going... And I always believe Eddie's not real. I think Eddie's <laughs> in his head. I always, I've always, i always believed it that. It could be, yeah. It could be. Can't, like, like, cabbie's back history. Like, where is he getting this fuel? Does he just cab people around? Is he living in this cab? Does he have his own place? It's like this such an awesome kind of back history you could just make up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, he gets convinced by Snake abruptly to head to the smartest person in the city, the brain or brain. And they head to the New York City Library, I think it is. That's right. And they pull up to the uh the steps and they walk up and they bang on the door with a shoe. And uh Adrian barbeau answers, Maggie or her bosom answers, I'm not sure. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Adrian is not wearing very much throughout the course of this she movie. She a beautiful woman. Between this and the fog, I, I had a I I loved her as a kid. Oh uh, I love yeah. Her. yeah. <laughs> well, she leads them down uh, to brain, and we're she, we're explained that the Duke, a number one, yes, uh, literally gifted Maggie to the brain uh, for all of the talents that he's provided. The Duke, in terms of getting electricity or power or energy or sustaining, he's basically like... his mini empire in this prison system. He's got an oil pump in, in his face, room. But yeah. like... I guess they struck oil in yeah, New York. Yeah, That's what The authorities don't know about it clearly.
1: <laughs> Man, Harry Dean Stanton in yes. this. Oh, he's so iconic. Like you could just list Harry Dean Stanton movies all day, and there's probably not a bad role among them. No, no. And and the fact like you know he'd, he'd go on to do Christine as well yes, as the yeah. cop. You know, and he's just so charismatic in this. Like I'm, I'm always on the on the side that I prefer not the deleted sequence. Sure. at the beginning like I know it's out there but yeah.
0: it doesn't do anything for the movie really it doesn't so no, it was unnecessary so yeah it, didn't, yeah. it wasn't needed because there was like obviously a history between Snake and, and Brain Yeah, where I, I guess they were on a job and a bunch of their friends all died yeah. because Brain you know he explains like you were late I took off like probably the getaway driver you me and Fresno Bob you know what they did to Fresno Bob I'm like no I want no. to fucking know nobody knows what happened <laughs> to Fresno Bob do you <laughs> We were buddies, Harold. You, me, and Fresno Bob. You know what they did to Bob?
1: <laughs> so amazing. But Snake's just like, yeah, you got to take me to the president. You know, if you do, I'll get us all out of here. I'll get pardons for everybody. You know, you you get the feeling like Snake isn't gonna keep his word, but if pushed, he <laughs> will keep his word because you know he he is he also gives off this kind of honorable man stance. Um... But yeah, them cabby, they jump into the cab and they, they drive to this like abandoned station. Well, well actually the the Duke starts pulling up, doesn't he? Yeah. And <laughs> Beverly Hills 2. Beverly Hills Cop two. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop two, like it it was what the third time I'd watched Beverly Hills Cop Two, that I realised they'd stolen the music from fucking Escape from New York. Really? The Girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's this tune that the, the do 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 the Duke's music and yeah. people up and they steal the car and they kind of drive <laughs> off. They had in the in Beverly Hills Cop Two when the villains turn up. that's, that's their the music. same tune.
0: Wow. I just left the chandeliers on his <laughs> yeah. car, the disco balls. Like, what is this? It's fucking Chef,
1: mate! <laughs> yes! <It's> chef!
0: <laughs> Chef's been dead a long time now,
1: though, so. <laughs> well, he's a cyborg, isn't he? Was he a robot at one point?
0: He's still dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they've got to drive down Broadway, and you don't drive down Broadway. No, we ever. basically just get—they have bricks thrown at them, molotovs thrown at them, yeah. like fire arrow shot at the car. did well, this is just more build up for this city that the
1: everybody that's been sent in here is either a fucking huge criminal now or a cannibal. Mm-hmm. You know, you're either a criminal or a cannibal, and and the fact that they've got to drive down there to to take the shortcut so that the Duke has to take the long way round. And then they get to this this train section. And the crazy thing was, I was watching this, like I said, for the millionth time. And I was like, hey, it's getting up to that bit like in every Metal Gear Solid game that, you
0: know, he just gets to the mission objective and then he gets captured and all of his weapons taken off of him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happens. Obviously, he finds President, breaks him free, but ends up fighting a few goons before he's absolutely outnumbered and pinned down. Yes. And, uh, of course, like, uh, Brain and, uh, and, and Maggie are both like, oh yeah, he had us at gunpoint. Um, <laughs> we're really going to help him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they get taken off and put somewhere and, uh, Brain has the tape, which gets taken off him by Romero. Well, no, he, the, the president still has it because they have that sequence where they've, they've got the
1: president up against the wall and he's got, he's still That's got right. the briefcase on his arm. Um, and it, it gets shot by Isaac Hayes cause he's just firing off one round from just from tormenting, guys, tormenting him yeah thing. and it's, it's like you've got to give it to donald Pleasant. how good donald Pleasant is as an actor it's like you know dr loomis is one role but when you see him up against the wall, you are the duke of new york hey number one you're like man he fucking <laughs> he's selling it
0: he's selling it you are the duke of new york you're a number one <laughs> and, and
1: they shoot the briefcase, the, the, the tape drops out, Romero sees it, and he ends up swapping the tape with Cabby That's right. for Cabby's hat. Um, but you, you you got this other idea as well, that the the Duke is planning on leaving new york city with the president
0: but he needs the plan that brain's putting together on how to get across this minefielded bridge yeah
1: how did they get across the minefields to send the paper back so that after they got, because that's what they said oh you know, yeah they made their way across the bridge and then they got burned off the wall and i'm
0: like what they shout and they <laughs> kind of laughed. Right. did you send like 10 yeah 10 people yeah uh, a bunch of canaries across the bridge you know it was clear the mines
1: yeah you did um but yeah brain brain has to go off and get them uh the the plan ready and so um snake gets woken up by a bunch of the dudes and he at the moment he's he's injured as well he's taken an arrow to his knee you know he's missing all of his stuff and he gets into this boxing ring with this guy called Ox, who was also... Well, the character's called Sludge, who was a wrestler at the time. Right, right. And he he looks like such a meathead. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's it's a case now of, of speed versus strength. And, you know, David and Goliath, as they both just start wailing on each other with these spiked bats. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'll
1: go on the limb. I will say this. So, like, people can slate me as much as they want in the comments. But... I love this movie, and so it gets a pass. I immediately love the sequel, Escape from L.A. Um, and i got to admit, this battle sequence is one thing. I mean, I love it. It's just, you know, two guys swinging at each other. Kurt Russell said in interviews that he almost got his head taken off a couple of times. Because, you know, they had no choreography. They were just going yeah. at it. I do much prefer that basketball shot from Escape from Man. <laughs> like, you watch that yeah, shot, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. fucking amazing. That Kurt Russell just went, <laughs>
0: you know. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't like this fight scene in this film. I think it drags. You watch your mouth! I'm you sorry. watch your mouth. <laughs> it drags. It's poorly choreographed. It's so. Like, I hit your shield, you hit my shield, Yeah. and rinse, and repeat, but and it... again, and again, and occasionally you know, Snake will crumble and roll over and get back up and counter and but, but then it, they do it again. Yeah, but
1: it's also broken up quite nicely because obviously we, we do follow keep cutting Brain. Away. Yes. You know, we follow Brain who takes Maggie to where the president is and they kill Romero and... Um, Maggie shoots the other guard that's right so you know they're like about said, to find the president
0: and escape because they still want to get out
1: of it's the it's an prison. hour and a half so like we are we are going on a quick pace and so when you get that quick hit from um, I was going to almost going to say fucking McCready then
0: <laughs> I was almost going to say <laughs> a year later yeah
1: yeah <laughs> when, when, when McCready Kurt Russell Snake fucking nails Ox in the gut with the basket uh, the the baseball bat and then whacks him in the back of the head. It's the
0: fact that it sticks in his head yeah. as he just falls against the ropes oh, and then snake, snag
1: snag snake, And he
0: hits the catch sh- on, on, the, the the on the button, button the on the guy's wrist, wrist, wrist
1: which alerts you know the cops that actually Snake's still alive. Oh he's the only one who knew about the secret catch. I'm like it's a giant eagle's <laughs> head yeah. with a like <laughs> <Yeah, man. laughs> <laughs> you These guys must be dumb as fuck. <laughs> But, but the, the guys had already been alerted by the prisoners that they had the president, they'd taken out Snake. And so, you know, they figured... like, like The the army's plan on going in there and just laying waste to everybody. If needs be, yeah. If yeah. needs be. So now they've been told to stand down. Lee Van Cleef's got out the giant fucking... <laughs> the
0: walkie-talkie. Walkie-talkie <laughs> to tell him to
1: stand down. And Snake's um, <laughs> managed to get back to the World Trade Center because Brains yeah. figured out that's where he'd landed the glider.
0: Yeah, and they all get up onto the roof. But yeah. the, the gangs up there have already cut the the cord and send the glider (laughs) it is another ropey ish effect as it falls from the trade center but it's fine like it it gets the message across clear enough um but yeah they end up have they end up bunkering down firing off a few rounds and then they run back into the elevator
1: yeah but they get down to brain's car and i was watching the film and i was like hang on a minute so while they were up on the roof isaac hayes chef has come along and gone hey that's brain's car let's take out the engine Move it over here, leave it running, and get a guy to climb into the engine <laughs> and surprise and them. and surprise them. Instead <laughs> of just like me waiting until they come down and go, Brr! You know? I mean, it certainly sends
0: <laughs> a message though, doesn't it? It's <laughs> so great. They run up. Is this your car? Yeah, they run up. They open the door. I mean, they probably had a lot of time. I mean, Snake probably lost most of his time getting up and down the trade centre twice. <laughs> exactly. And there's this guy just underneath the car like, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. <laughs> I do want to point out another uh, flaw. I mean, it's not a flaw. It's, huh. it's a visual thing that's on screen for less than a second. Yeah. But it's when they're on the roof of the, the centre and the elevator doors close. Yeah, yeah. You'll see the hands on the sides of the doors <laughs> yeah. come through on each side. I'm just like, where's their fingers there? It's like, oh, it's because it's not automatic. It's not a real door. It's just somebody sliding the wood across. <laughs> hey, you work with what you got. You do, you do, you do. <laughs> and it's fine.
1: And so they, they, they managed to get out to Cabby, who's waiting outside, and they jump into his cab. And they realize that's when they realize actually Cabby traded his hat for the tape from Romero. And so now Snake has got both tapes one real, one fake. And Brain's shouting at him about where all the mines are and they're racing to the bridge and the Duke comes down, jumps in his car and they start racing the bridge. I mean, I love this last action sequence. The music's fucking pumping. They they get onto the bridge and, you know, Snake's doing the best he can, but he hits a mine. Blows the car in half, kills Cabby, jog right, you
0: fucking asshole. <laughs> um It's so sad. Like when he goes over and just checks on Cabby, and I'm yeah. just like, you know what? With the cab split in two, I'm like, I'm kinda glad Cabby went with his, yeah. With his cab. Yeah, that's, that's you know, how I feel, It's yeah. kinda beautiful. Uh, but it also it's one of those things where you become aware when you rewatch this film, is that every character or every particular character that meets Snake for yeah. the first time go, Snake. I heard you were dead. Or Snake, I thought you were dead. <laughs> it's it, it it's a signifier that that character is not going to make it to the end of the film. No. And of course, uh, Cabby was one of the first ones to say that. Yeah. But lo and behold, um, so did Maggie. Yeah. And so did Brain. Yeah. And uh, whilst they're making their way across the bridge, they're yelling at each other, and Brain's like, no, I said left! And then, <laughs> goes up in a mine. And Maggie is just like, Life's not worth continuing now without her oh. brain. And so she takes the gun off Snake. They share that last look. Yeah. And Snake's like, I, it, do it. I understand. It. And she just fires her gun repeatedly at uh, Duke. At Duke. And eventually the two of them just collide. Yeah. And she's sent flying. And uh, interesting bit of trivia here for yeah. you was that there was uh, an inserted shot of Adrian Barbeau. Yeah covered in blood laying underneath the car yeah yeah that wasn't originally in the edit all right that was actually filmed in john carpenter and adrian babo's home garage <laughs> and they just put the car there put her underneath it covered it in blood and went that's going in the film that's now going in the film now but it was another what would become a director that actually gave him that note. it was a 15 year old jj abrams ah. who was at the studio where his dad was a producer watching john carpenter's escape from new york edit and it was a young jj that went actually mr carpenter i think you need a shot to show the audience that she's dead and john went okay and he okay. went and did it so she's like I fuck still... yeah <laughs> fuck yeah man fucking history in the fucking making there but shit, there's uh, just to take that a little bit further though Ooh. because jj was a fan of this movie oh fuck yeah. so much so that he uh, homaged it in Cloverfield. Yeah, because the title head. or the 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 poster for this film has Statue of Liberty head, head in the city streets of New York, Which and it's not happened. in the film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when he did Cloverfield, he was like, "Yeah, that head's going in the city. I'm oh, going to do it." Man.
1: Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's it's a, it's fucking amazing. I mean, this whole end sequence. Snakes managed to get the president to the wall. You know, he they, they managed to get the president out for a second. And then Duke turns up with his gun. He fucking shoots the guards up there. So it's him and Snake having this last little... Snake's got a minute
0: and a half left before his explosives take him.
1: Yeah, the music's pumping. You're thinking, oh shit. And he manages to start going up the wall. And the Duke's about to shoot him. And the the fucking rappel wire stops. You know, And then all of a sudden, Donald Pleasance comes out with an M60. (laughs) And just fucking lays waste to the Duke. I mean oh my god it's great it's great you start
0: shouting his lines right back at him oh (laughs) yeah
1: it's like yeah and then we watch Snake get up to the top of the wall he comes down he takes out that guy at the end doesn't he because he fucking you watch it Kurt Russell's coming down that wall and he drops a hell of a drop but the guy who's obviously just
0: helping helping him repel kind of just takes a fall because he yeah. didn't realise Karen Russell was going to drop. The guy with the, the electronic devices yeah. neuters the explosives. Oh, and... not before
1: Hawks. is like, give me the tape, Snake. Yeah. Give me yeah. the snake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he, he takes the tape from him and they fucking elect- stop the explosive. Snake watches his time go past. And you, you you do question it when you watch Escape from LA as well. Why
0: is the bombs actually in there? Was it all yeah. a
1: ploy? We don't know because well, they used that trick in
0: yeah. LA. Well, there's also now a pretty point poignant moment of the film which mm. i don't know it kind of it 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 should have been more more poignant than it maybe is, oh,
1: what is it, where, where
0: you know the president he's just like right i've got to go live on television in like two minutes and he's got his aides shaving him and cutting yeah, yeah. him, and uh he's just like snake you i owe you this country owes you and all those that died and he's like so what can i do for you snake and Snake's like oh i just want a minute of your time yeah and snake's just like i just want to know how you feel about all those that died to get you here and he just gives him like honestly it just sounds like the bullshit rhetoric it, like it is, they're it in is. my thoughts and prayers yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and snake's so just like ah oh, fuck you yeah <laughs> and yeah, walks yeah. off and then it cuts to the president doing his speech and he's playing the tape and, and it just starts playing the music from cabby see I, I i think i know what you mean but i i
1: mean for me uh, like when i first watched it I didn't really get what that moment was between Snake and the President. Sure. It was the moment after that broke me down. And, you know, after everything I'd been through through the movie, the dramaticness, the craziness, when that music kicks in the end and Donald Pleasance looks uh, like down like, what the fuck? And Snake's pulling out the tape. That's what I got. I, yeah. You know, as a kid, I was like, oh, Snake's just pulled a fast one. But as I got older, I, like I said, I, I got what Donald Pleasance was kind of, you know, emoting to me you know oh yeah i am really sorry that these people died as i'm looking in the mirror not even looking you in the eye you know i just want to get back on tv because you know i'm happy that i'm safe and that kind of it kind of reminds me of how he was at the beginning where he's just like get me to the pod you know it's the president or no way everyone on
0: his plane went down and died yeah, yeah which
1: would which would be you know, we led into escape from LA when they do it that, but it doesn't come across as well yeah. in that one. It's just a rehash of this, you know, the whole moment between snake and Lee Van Cleef at the end where Lee Van Cleef's like, you're going to kill me now snake. Like, could he take snake, you know, possibly does he want to die? He wants to work with him. He thinks he's pretty fucking cool. He could probably kill a lot of people with snake and snakes is like, I'm too tired just leave me alone don't I've got, think about it <laughs> I've got at least 24 hours of freedom I mean technically as a fan I went out and bought the comic book so he gets about five minutes after this <laughs> before he's he sent off they sometimes. chase it they, they literally in the comic book he escapes from fucking like five different places before they throw him in Siberia which guess what he's gonna escape from <laughs> <laughs> but the music just kicks in and the credits come up and the movie's over and it's just so so tightly packaged oh yeah everything's just oh
0: well, what were your favourite scenes from *Escape from New York*? You can really fucking ask me that. Well, you can just say <laughs> opening credits, end credits, and everything in between if you want to.
1: I can, can I, sh- I, everything. Just, oh man, it's, ah oh, like I don't know which one to pick. Obviously, I, I dream barbells, like right, right up there. Like that purple dress, her walking through the the, the, the library with that. Light, yeah, you know the chandelier, such iconic view, everything in the streets, every everything. Gary, just go to go. Out oh here yeah, for hours.
0: <laughs> it's it's such a wonderful film, mm. packed with so many memorable scenes. Uh, I'm just gonna uh, talk about Ernest Borgnine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think Cabby is one of yeah. my favorite characters that he's ever played. Mm. He is like so. Different to everyone else in the film, like I mean, clearly he's crazy, right? Because he is just happy, and nobody in the film is even remotely close (laughs) to how happy he is in this film. He is so wonderful, and like his relationship with his taxi is just wonderful. It's really beautiful, and so all of his scenes fantastic. Yeah, George flower buck flower (laughs) like his scene like i'm the president yeah Just like he's only he's only got like 20 seconds of screen time but he just nails that one comedic moment to perfection I think my my favorite part of the film is the it, which I think is the strongest is the opening like mm. the you know um, Jamie Lee Curtis narration the the text the music yeah the uh, watching the 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 uh, Air Force One get taken over uh, watching Snake go through the justice system yeah uh, watching him get sat down with Hawk and explaining his mission all the way to him landing in New York and first just wandering the city streets like where's the president which direction am I going in all the way up to when he gets into the theater. All of that for me is just solid. It just, you, you're in. you in. You, the film so easily just takes you all the way through to you're in New York. And, and it's such a contrast as well between, you know, visually, yeah. like all the light and gloss and clean, like uh, outside environment yeah, compared yeah. to New York. It's, yeah. uh, it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I loved all those moments. Uh, and I think my... I mean, this film has got so many great lines. So many great lines. Yeah. But I think it's the line where, where Snake says, uh, the president of what? <laughs> uh, in, in his first interrogation with Hawk? 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 Hawk. 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 Uh, I just thought it was was great, yeah. Got so many great scenes. <laughs> Ian, I think uh, we all know the answer to this I, one, but just I, checking. Yeah,
1: I, I like... I couldn't make it any more simple, could I? This movie will go down and in my personal history is one of the greatest movies of all time. It's one of John Carpenter's strongest, you know, uh, like a year after this, we would get the thing with Kurt Russell and John Carpenter. So like those two movies alone, you could probably never watch anything ever again. And just, live your life with that it told us a story of the future of 1997 ladies and gentlemen you know it was scary what new york was going to become and in a weird way it kind of is i don't know is it a prison are we in a jungle like st- fucking a little bit of trivia for you if you didn't know you know they went to actually get snake's outfit ready for escape from la and they couldn't find it
0: that's because Cut russell took it home with him from and he still fit in it yeah but they decided to change the costume for the second one anyway <laughs> Yeah, Kurt Russell has said that uh, it's his favorite film that he's been in, and that Snake Plissken is his favorite character he's ever played.
1: I I was there waiting for ghosts Ghosts of Mars to be escaped from Mars, and it never happened. And yeah. I'd like a remake, a rehash. I hope, uh, whatever you know, say what you want, Kurt Motherfucking Russell in John Carpenter's Escape from New York. Fuck yeah,
0: hell yeah. Yeah, (laughs) high recommendation for Escape from New York. It's a John Carpenter classic, packed with great atmosphere, memorable characters, decent effects and action, all delivered on a low budget. Dean Cundey photographed the film beautifully. Great contrast between the prison island and the New York outside. It's well lit, moody, wide shots, controlled camera movements, keeping you engaged with the action. Iconic performance from Kurt motherfucking Russell as Snake Plissken. It's comical, but it's played straight, and it's very effective as the take no shit, give no fucks anti-hero. The ensemble cast does a great job bringing the world to life. Brilliant performances all round, and one of my favourite Ernest Borgnine 9 roles as cabbie. The effects are cheap, the props dated and ugly looking, but they work, you know, and it's admirable how well the effects team pulled it off with that low budget. It's impressive. It's all very minimalistic, and I think it's one of the film's strengths. Just as the action scenes are spaced out enough to let the characters breathe and react, great score by Carpenter always delivers the perfect soundtrack that sets the mood, keeps the energy building as more layers are added, Love Carpenter's synth sound. If you're a fan of Carpenter films, this is a must watch. If you like the apocalyptic settings, strong anti-heroes with a good story, with a good pace, this is a must watch. New York City has become the only maximum security prison for the country. Once you go in, you don't come out until today. Thanks for watching Off The Shelf Reviews.